0: Welcome to GYN Corner with Dr. McDaniel, all things health-related for women. Good morning, this is Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner. I'm a board-certified obstetrician-gynecologist in New York City, and I'm bringing to you all things health-related for women thank you for joining me at the corner today uh, I decided to do a series of pretty quick just a couple of minute presentations on oral contraceptives or birth control pills I get a lot of questions throughout the day and every single week on basically fallacies or myths um, that a lot of women still have with respect to the birth control pills or just um, not understanding concepts and such so I did what I felt was a pretty thorough review um, of all of the contraceptive options uh, several months ago, probably about nine months ago, if you'd like to refer to that first for that kind of overview. And um, today, the session today, I'm just going to give a brief history of birth control pills. So... Margaret Sanger, who was the um, founder of the Planned Parenthood organization, she collaborated with a um, doctor, and uh, they went into collaboration on research into hormones, um, what we call the female hormones, so progesterone predominantly, to suppress ovulation. And that was in the 1940s. I did the research yesterday, and I forgot the doctor's name. I didn't write it down. I think it was Dr. Rock. I'll try to find that really quickly while I'm while I'm giving the overview. So the brief overview for that history is that she worked with a physician in the 40s to 50s on uh, undertaking research on progesterone, which is a hormone that causes menstrual cycles, it cleans out the uterus, and it's predominantly responsible for. <coughs> sorry, for um premenstrual symptoms, uh, and uh, the menstrual cycle. So estrogen, which is kind of the yin to the yang progesterone, is the hormone that's responsible for building up the blood to cause the menstrual cycle and only for a couple of um, a couple of the premenstrual symptoms such as nausea, vomiting and headaches. So they went into collaboration and um They were able to um, ascertain funding for it and the birth control pill was originally um, orchestrated as progesterone only. And side note, progesterone only pill is what we now use as emergency contraception or what people call the morning after pill. So they went into collaboration and um, let me see if i have the name i think it was dr rock i don't see it on this i don't see it on here at all about the doctor so sorry um i think it was dr rock i'll come back to that in a moment so the original, which was kind of a way to foray the birth control pills into the market. Originally, the birth control pill was not marketed for contraception. And that's because um, contraceptive, and especially um, medication to prevent pregnancy, was deemed uh, immoral. So it was originally introduced as a method to treat abnormal uterine bleeding, or dysfunctional uterine bleeding, and we still use birth control pills for that effort today. But in 1957, the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, approved what we now consider contraceptive pills uh, as uh, used to manage abnormal bleeding. Three years later, in 1960, uh, because they had been proven to be safe and they were widely used. Uh, off-label, as we call it, for birth control. Uh, They were then uh, wholeheartedly approved by the FDA in 1960 for birth control methods. The original birth control pill was called Inovid, and the Inovid was had an extremely high uh, hormone level uh, compared to what we use now. So it had 10 milligrams of progesterone and they added estrogen uh, right before it was approved in 1957 because estrogen prevents um, unscheduled bleeding. So the progesterone is basically to clean the uterus out. Estrogen is to build the uterine bleeding up. So um, (coughs) sorry, so they added estrogen to decrease the rate of unscheduled or surprise bleeding episodes. So it was uh, Mestrinol was the estrogen that was used. So now mestranol is only used um, for severe pre-cancer situations. Um, pretty much never use it. Uh, I think I used it once about 25 years ago uh, for a lady with cervical cancer who had a lot of abnormal bleeding it was a way to, to kind of stop the bleeding immediately to give her a little bit better quality of life but we just Pretty much don't use estrogen. Um, estrogen, we don't use estrogen that high. It's 150 mics of estrogen. So 150 mics of estrogen in 10 milligrams of progesterone, which is extremely high. It is um, about 10 times higher than what we use nowadays. So 150 mics of estrogen, sorry, <coughs> in 1960, came down to sixty mics of estrogen in the eighties and then fifty mics of estrogen, so already down from 150 to 50 mics in the late eighties, early nineties, then 35 mics of estrogen uh in the eighties to nineties was introduced. That thirty five mics of all The way down from 150 mics went down to 20 mics of estrogen in the mid 90s, and then uh, 25 was introduced, then um, 10 mics of estrogen was introduced around 2007 or 2005 or 2007 or so. So we went all the way down from 150 mics of estrogen down to 10 mics of estrogen, which is extremely low. And we also have the vaginal ring, which is equivalent to 15 mics of estrogen. And the non estrogen pills have been brought out. They are 35 mics of estrogen. Uh, I'm sorry our zero s that was introduced around the time of the 35 mics of estrogen is the non-progesterone is the non-estrogen which is progesterone only and we have a new brand Uh, only progesterone only, which I'll mention on a different um, presentation where you don't have to take the pill every day at the same time. You just have to take it every 24 hours. So as the Virginia Slims commercial says, we've come a long way, baby. So we've come all the way down from 150 mics of estrogen, which caused lots of problems, um, all the way down to 10 mics of estrogen. All of the problems that were originally um, um, uh, noted when the pills first came out have been extremely reduced. So the biggest problems were headaches, migraines, breast tenderness, a lot of problems with melasma, so darkening of the forehead, darkening of the cheeks and the chin, uh, uterine cancer, strokes, heart attacks, problems with the legs deep vein thrombosis superficial thrombophlebitis pulmonary emboli which are clots in the lungs which have a fifty percent mortality rate so fifty percent of women who have a pulmonary emboli will die from it and uh... really heavy long cycles during the menstrual week so all of those problems have been drastically reduced to pretty much negligible levels save one exception which I'll mention in another presentation. So uh, the birth control pills have been drastically improved for safety and maintaining their efficacy. Um, I'm going to stop right there on today's presentation because I said it was going to be a couple of minutes and now we're we're heading towards 10 minutes. So thank you for watching um, today GYN Corner on a brief consolidated history of the strength of the birth control pills dropping uh, drastically from 1957 when they were introduced to uh, currently 2020 when they're uh, in very very wide broad usage thanks again for joining me have a great rest of your day thanks for hitting the like subscribe and follow buttons checking out the youtube and the podcast gyn corner bye Thank you for joining Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner, all things health related for women. Please subscribe and join us again soon for another episode.